one, two, a one, two, three, podcast. You can't, you you can't have to do it four. on four. You might, I can't say four and go. But I was perfect on that. You were. One, two, three, podcast. Podcast. The podcast. 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 Oh, I know. Up again. No, it's nearly there. It's it's close enough. Drummers. This week on the podcast, you were our man at the movies because our official man at the movies decided to bugger off somewhere and yes. wasn't arse going to the movies, but you did. I did, and I very much enjoyed my experience at the movies. <laughs> you, could, you could sound a little bit more enthusiastic. That was my, I very much enjoyed it oh, voice. I know it. I'm great what, at what yes. I do. Hello. Um, what, oh my goodness. We also this week on the podcast, we've got to talk about some of the weirdest, worstest places you've ever, ever stayed because you brought this to the table, some weirdo hotel you stayed in. Yeah, well, I stayed in a very tiny room in Birmingham last week and we were talking about that, but I also stayed in a murder room right. in Boston. What did your son say about that? He said, oh my God, daddy stayed in a room that there was a murder in. And he was overjoyed. He was so happy about it. Get him on a psychiatrist's couch a quick. <laughs> there was blood everywhere. Oh, wow. stop. All of that to come here. Oh, and some great stories from the line of Rolling Stones ticket sales. We went out on the Mooch yeah. in Dublin and uh, we didn't get any tickets, but we did get some great stories, didn't we? Big time. We talked to tickets number one through five and we figured out some really, really cool stuff about our listeners. Yep. All coming up today on the Radio Nova Morning Glory podcast. Morning Glory on Radio Nova. Connor. You know the pitch and put course in Malahide Castle, do you? I've never, uh, never played it. Right? No. I mean, would you play it? I mean, you're you're a serious golfer. You know? I like a bit of pitch and put as well. Do you? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but yesterday I heard that call for oh good in real life. Yeah. Um, because the path of the park snakes alongside the the pitch and put course, which yes, it does seems to be quite. It's a little Dangerous. design flaw. Yeah, it's somewhat of a design. <laughs> but anyway, I was like, what's he shouting at that for? And why Why is the instant thing not, Jesus Christ, look out! Oh, yes! <laughs> Ball! <laughs> Ball! Coming towards you! Yeah. Yeah. Um, the four, because I think four thing only uh, happens or, or you understand it if you're probably on a golf course. Yeah, well, I mean, it's one of those things because... Like, it, it really only makes sense if you're paying attention on a golf course as well. Okay, so if you're and watching somebody hit a shot, yeah. and then that goes awry, and they shout for you, go, oh, crap. Oh, crap. Right. Put the hands on the head, right. and away you go. So, like, you usually know uh, that there are specific points in a golf course where you kind of go, oh, ooh, maybe well, that's a bit dodge. Yeah. Like, you have to be aware. These are flying rocks no, going around the place. That's exactly like, it. And so when you're an unsuspecting walker, like what happened yesterday, so yeah. I turned the corner and there was a guy and a lady standing there, he holding the golf ball, looking like he it bounced into his face. Ooh. Yeah, and he wasn't. It, the two of them were had faces of death on them, like they Ooh. were really raging. And your man flung the ball over the hedge and back onto the golf course. Now he didn't say anything over the hedge to the two players and the, and the lad who sliced okay. the shot. Okay. But uh, like, four, angry. like four, what does it mean to somebody who's out for a walk? Well, Nothing. that's the thing. And the other thing is you're supposed to say, say okay, so there's a, an example. If two holes are going side by side, mm-hmm. you're playing down, the other's okay. playing up. If one shot goes out, if I smash it out to the right, it's heading for those guys or girls. And I go, for right! Yeah. Because it's to the right. Okay. Or left or whatever. See, to me, that's just like sh- shouting, starboard! 
Port! I think you should. I think you're right. You should bring in the old... <laughs> exactly. Look out over there. There's a rock coming towards you. i tell you a story. We were out, myself and my cousin were out in Deer Park playing there donkeys years ago. And we had teed off and we were letting the, the group behind come through. So we kind of moved to the side to let them tee off. Mm. And your man was muck. Because mm-hmm. we were well off to the side. Smashed a driver. Cracked my cousin straight in the back. Oh my God. And as it hit him, four. <laughs> like, kind of, wouldn't, wouldn't right. have scared a starling on the tea box beside him. Four. four. Just so you know, I, I, did, I, I shared it. I did say it. I, 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 I did, I warn, did you. warn you. I, I did warn you. As the ball was pinging off his spine. <laughs> four. Your poor cousin. Morning Glory on Radio Nova. Now. Have you been dreaming about me? Vivid dreams. No, not about you. Okay. And you'll be thankful for that in a minute when I tell you what some of them have been about. Okay. Um, I don't know. Like, do you ever wake up absolutely convinced that what you've just dreamt is reality? Oh, God, yes. Do you do that? Oh, I hate it. Right, because I... It's so upsetting. It's it's baffling me at the moment because this has never happened to me really before. I used to have very vivid dreams where I knew I was in the dream. You know, that kind of lucid dreaming thing? Okay. That was fine. And normally when I wake up, having had a really cool dream, I'm like, oh, that was deadly. Love to get back in there. Um, But now I'm waking up and I seem to be in this kind of half-sleep state where I'm still convinced that my dream is actually reality. Okay, which is upsetting, but what's the dream? The first one was fairly innocuous. I, I was smashing my phone. And like breaking it okay. in two. Okay. And, you know, that was okay. And I woke up half awake and going, oh no, I'm going to have to deal with that now. And I'm, oh, oh God. The second one was that I murdered someone. Jesus. Yes. Now, I've had this dream twice. The same one? Yes. And in the in the dream, are you doing this deed to the same person? No, not doing the deed, right? It is that I've been caught for the murder of. And I am fully aware that I have murdered this person. Uh-huh. Yeah. So there's no actual killing going on. Oh man, this is dark. Isn't it? No, I'm scared. What does it's it mean? Quarter past eight in the morning, I'm very uncomfortable. Well, me too. <laughs> I'm the one who's doing it. I told you before I dreamt that I was on the radio and I died. Uh, actually on the radio? Jeez, actually on the radio. Ah, don't do that. I'll have to go all the way around there. Yeah, I know. And move you out, move of me out of the way. And turn off the microphone. And turn off all that stuff. Yeah, and then yeah. try and continue on with the show. So, uh, and is, yeah. it, is it violent? No, it's not at all. That's the thing. And you wouldn't expect me to be, uh, you know, even if I was going to do something like that, I wouldn't do it in a violent way. I'm not that kind of person. But it's, it's so to- weird. Isn't it just a very, very odd thing? that Have you looked it up on dreamanalysis.com? I have, right. Now, here's the weird thing, right? Because there is no possibility. I do not know the person. Mm-hmm. I know of the person that in oh, my so dream. so it's a real person. It's a real person. Oh, it's so a real person. Dream, I'm not going have... to say who it is because it's very weird. But in your dream, you have murdered a real person. Yes. Okay. And... The thing is that I do not know, nor have I ever met this person. Okay. Um, is this person alive and or dead? And I never will. Is this person alive or dead? I'm not entirely sure on that. But the the thing is that I will never meet this person. But I know that I am responsible for their death. Oh, man. 
It's dark, isn't it? Oh, you know, go to, you go to really, confession. Really vivid. And I woke up convinced and like sweating going, oh my God, I can't believe I did that. Confession and the local guard the station for you, my friend. However, I looked it up, right? right? Yeah. And this makes sense. Go on. To dream that you have committed a murder indicates that you are putting an end to an old habit and a former way of thinking. It could also refer to the end of an addiction. Alternatively, the dream indicates that you have some repressed aggression or rage at yourself or someone else. That makes sense. I don't think that's... What? That makes sense. What? No, go on. You're very messed up. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> but there, I mean, that, that makes sense. To dream that you're putting an end to an old habit and a former way of thinking. But I what, think what in your real life are you putting an end to? Well, can I ask that? Uh, you can ask half of it. <laughs> but I did, I did say to you that I was going to um, stop uh, drinking booze. You did? Yeah. And so maybe you? that's it. Have you? No. Okay. Well, I'm thinking about it. <laughs> You're already having nightmares about <laughs> potentially doing something. Oh, man. But I'm thinking about You're, it. Though. You are a mess. Oh, God yeah, bless really you. Am. Is there any psychotherapists out there that want to come in here and sort <laughs> oh, out this brain of mine? Listen, it needs a good stretch <laughs> and a good flick back into place. If, if you have a Brillo pad, bring that with you. <laughs> yeah, give it a good scrub. <laughs> Morning Glory. On Radio Nova. Okay, our man of the movies is not here, so temporary man of the movies is one Mr. Connor Irwin. Hello. He was told to go out last night and enjoy himself at Ready Player One at Cineworld, right? Yes. There was a ton of our listeners at that as well, actually. I'd love to hear how they got on and how they enjoyed it because I thought it was brilliant. Well, is that your movie review over? That's the quickest done. thing you've ever done. <laughs> no, wow. it's not. Okay, go great. Back. Let's, go back. <laughs> let's play the Mock Turtles. Uh, no, the whole setup was great. Warner Brothers really put on a great show. Uh, they had set up an 80s party for after the movie. Uh, it was brilliant. It was really well done. They had all these people in costumes and they had a DeLorean outside Cineworld. Nice. Really brilliant. Uh, it is Steven Spielberg's new sci-fi action adventure. It's called Ready Player One. It's kind of half real world. No, it's a quarter real world uh, three quarters virtual reality kind of avatar kind of stuff, right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's a homage to everything 80s, well, late 70s, 80s, early 90s kind of thing. It's got every character from every movie you've ever seen in it. It's it's mad, Is right? Roger Rabbit in it? Uh, I'm pretty sure Jessica Rabbit pops up at You're some point. You're kidding me. Uh, there's a DeLorean. Yeah. There's King Kong, T-Rex, Matrix people. Uh, there's emojis, the Iron Giant, Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter. There are just too many references. Uh, there's a reference to Punisher. There's There are too many references in this movie to even dream about going near. I'd love to know how this works, license-wise or payment-wise. I, I don't know. I really don't know. To have all those... Characters I from wonder, other movies. In is it. it because it's in CGI and virtual reality that they don't have to? I don't, know. I don't know. Whatever it is, but look, the basic story of it is it's all based on a book as well from 2011. I mm-hmm. think the book was written. People dying for this thing to be made into a movie because the book was a huge success. Huge yeah. success. And the basic story, if you don't know, in the future we all live in this kind of dreary uh, poverty world, um, and a reclusive nerdy gamer type called James Halliday, who's played by Mark Rylance, who is great in it, uh, has created. A virtual reality kind of escape world. It's called the Oasis, alongside his business partner Ogden Morrow, who's played by Simon Pegg. Halliday dies, but then in his typical kind of gamer style, he leaves a quest for the people of the Oasis to find three keys and an Easter egg okay. hidden deep within the virtual world. Whoever gets the Easter egg gets control of the Oasis and billions of dollars. The quests include a mystery in the Overlook Hotel 
from The Shining, oh my which is a brilliant scene. Wow. It's a brilliant part of it. Uh, there's an Atari 2600 battle. <laughs> it, it's mad. The story centres around this guy called Wade and his friends, his love interest Artemis, his best mate H, and then two other mates who are kind of superfluous but are just there for okay. you know the the gang kind of thing sure. um, and then there's obviously the, the grubby mitts corporate fella who wants to uh, gain control of the Oasis he's the the head of IOI the rival company and uh, th- here's a little bit of it who is this Porzable and how the hell is he winning find him this isn't just a game I'm talking about actual life and death stuff. The Oasis, the world's most important economic resource. And it's nothing less than a war for control of the future. Welcome to the rebellion, Wade. There you go. It is uh, 80s-tastic, as you can tell from that. TJ Miller is also in it with a kind of a sidekick role called IROC. It's full-on. It's crazy. Is it's, it too busy? No. Okay. That's the weird thing. That was the one fear I had from the trailer, that there was S- too much going on. Somehow it works, right? Okay. There's a, a scene in a zero-gravity bar where there's key dialogue and there's a gun battle in a zero-gravity disco and you still get it. Okay. And you feel for the characters. It's also incredibly funny. Massively complicated, but you get it. Okay, when's and it, it out? works. It's out next Thursday, the okay. 29th. Perfect for these it holidays. It is so worth going to see. Spielberg, back to his best. Four and a half DeLoreans. Morning Glory. On Radio Nova. Short week last week, right? And Connor was away for a bit of the bank holiday and yet a bit of, bit of grief as usual. When it comes to room in a room, Easy Hotel do not give you much in terms of room in a room. Is it like a cell? It's pretty much like okay grim. if you take a double bed in terms of like your big king size double bed yep. um, and you take the square footage of that yeah. that's pretty much the room oh. it's like walking into a padded cell okay. where you just fall onto the bed yeah yeah I've, I've stayed in a place like that in Birmingham oh really yeah yeah okay yeah. maybe it's just a Birmingham thing well this hotel room in Birmingham that I was in had no windows oh okay well there was a big window in this one and if you want to see outside you put on the television and there was a webcam on the roof, which would show you what it was like outside. Jesus, that's grim. It was pretty grim. And especially if that was the easy hotel, you would have had to pay £10 to turn the TV on <laughs> to have a look outside. They barely give you a bin. Right. It's one of these kind of places where everything is extra and they don't want you spending any time in if, the room. If you wanted to flush the toilet, was that extra? That was difficult because okay. like, you don't want to be... No. You don't want to be taking a relaxing time in the jacks. Okay. Because you're literally about 15 centimetres away from somebody else's head at the time <laughs> when you're on the head. Okay. It's not great. Hot, hot water for the shower. Was that extra? 250. It wasn't 250. No, I'm joking on that one. You got, you got free hot water. You got free, but, yeah, and free yeah. electricity, but that was about it. You didn't get free. Tiny. You paid 70 quid for it. Yeah, it was true. T- absolutely tiny. And two single beds in this twin room. And it was like... It was tight. Was it the worst place you've ever spent a night? Oh, God, no. No. Like, it was It was quite good. I would definitely go back. I would recommend it for the cheapness and the comfort and all that. And it was very clean. One night on the road in Australia, I spent a night in a porta cabin in a single bed, me and my wife. Right. Um, and it was like something you'd see on a construction site. One of those kind of things that... Grim. Yeah. Full it of was spiders. like an office, an office site. 
Do you know what I mean? Like a Why? site office, sorry, a site office for a building site. Oh, look, it was middle of the night, needed to put our heads down quickly. Um, okay, I yeah. would have slept in my car. Yeah, well, the car was, wasn't much better. Right. Um, I said wanted to stretch out. Called the Warwick Hotel in Salt Hill, which has since been demolished, <laughs> which was grim. And I also stayed in a hostel in Boston, which had bloodstains on the wall. Ah, and, stop, it did not. Yeah, I think there was a murder in there. Definitely. What's the worst place you've ever stayed on 087-1818-100? I stayed in a place in Arklow once that I was sleeping under the sheet and the blanket okay, in the duvet <laughs> and it started to rain and the rain came into the hotel room. Nice. I once stayed in a place in Bray where I had to throw pigeons out of the room. Was that the Bray Head Hotel? I don't know what it was Because that place It was down that direction. Like <laughs> faulty terrors, haunted house type stuff. <laughs> it was. I stayed and in a hostel in New York called the Chelsea International yeah. and in the four beds there were me and two of my mates and in the fourth bunk was a guy who kept a flick knife and kept flicking it and there was a notice on the door as we walked in no saying Hans, the Danish military police have been on they're looking for you. <laughs> that was Nobody can beat that. Scary. Morning Glory on Radio Nova. Talking a few moments ago on the show about rubbish places that we've all stayed and thank you for the shouts on double four zero four one hundred and on our text line as well. Sinead on text on 0871818100 says, doing Route 66 with my husband 10 years ago, miserable looking town. Husband went to do washing in the self-service uh, when we realised that we checked into a one hour room hire place. <laughs> Eek. Slept on the clothes and they were binned the next day. Jamie. This one from Karen is interesting because I have stayed in the same place as Karen stayed in a town called Rotorua in New Zealand which mm-hmm. is famous for it's kind of it's volcanic basically the entire town is volcanic okay. and there is a stink of rotten eggs in the place Hi lads once stayed in Crash Palace Palace is an overused word in this backpacker's hostel and it has the tiniest swimming pool in the world. The aircon unit was above my head where I slept. Turns out it was just a vent that blows air in from outside Ew. and in Rotorua that air is full of sulphur and it's like sleeping under someone's arse when they've rotten egg farts all night, says Karen. <laughs> it is hilarious. <laughs> Can you concur? You've been there? Oh yes, oh, it stinks. Right. <laughs> um, uh, one stayed in a hostel backpacking in Australia. I stayed out all night being a bold fella and all of my friends got lice and bed bug bites. Oh, the place was crawling. Oh no. Manky. Please do David's tweet. Brilliant one from David on Twitter. I stayed in a hotel in Manchester. We were told in advance it had no windows but upon entering the room to our surprise it had curtains. When we pulled the curtains... There was a window painted on the wall <laughs> with a New York skyline <laughs> outside, in inverted commas. <laughs> you go to Manchester, Manchester. You pull the curtains on your painted window is a New York sky. So that's quite that's classic, isn't it? Isn't it? Uh, finally for now, Nikki, how are you? Um, so I was on a, a stopover in Singapore going from Bali to Australia. Um, I was backpacking, so money was very limited. And we walked the streets for about an hour trying to find somewhere in our budget, and we couldn't. Eventually found a place. Um, I mean, immediately when we got there, it wasn't anything that we were would, would have expected. The room was a, a small, well, a tiny cement room, no windows. It literally had a single bed, oh, a no. toilet, and a shower. So it was... Well, it's early in the morning, so let's just say it was the pay by the hour. Okay. For ladies of the night. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I think we can uh, say the word brothel. Oh, that's incredible. <laughs> oh, okay. I wasn't sure. And were, they, you, were they using your room? 
Oh, no. No. Oh, my God. Thank God. <laughs> well, but, you know, it had been used in the past, oh, I'm sure, geez. Nikki. It, well, I'm sure it had. Morning Glory. On Radio Nova. You know, with a band that have been going as long as the Rolling Stones, you would think that they'd been here a million times in Ireland. Not so. 1965... 1982 in Slane and 2003, wasn't it, in The Point and then 2007 again in Slane and now 2018 for Crow Park this coming May. We were out and about yesterday in the line at Ticketmaster Stephen's Green as tickets went on sale and man, we got some great stories. I tell you something, Marty, you're going to enjoy this because we have spoken to number one, number two and number three out of the queue. I have now got number four in the you, Frank, with me. How are you? I'm very good. Are you happy? I'm very happy, yes. You've got your tickets? Got my ticket, yeah. Did you get um, standing, sitting? I What's got the acoustic stand. Very good. Have you I'm, seen I'm the Stones right. before? Yes, I've seen them once before. When was uh, that? It was uh, 1965. Oh, 1965. Goodness. In Dublin? No, it was in the north, as uh, in Ballymena. So they played in Dublin, and then they, play- no, no, they played in no, Belfast. They played Belfast first. And then when they finished in Belfast, they came to Ballymena. They've done two shows in the one night. And how long was the set? Uh, it's about half an hour. <laughs> about half an hour with the Stones in Ballymena. Do you remember any of the songs? No, I can't say I do, no. <laughs> but it was a good night. It was a good night, yeah. I was uh, right beside them, as close as I am to you. Uh, it was goodness. just a small ballroom. And uh, they were on the stage and I was right at the front. I was only 17 at the time, you know. <laughs> Unbelievable stuff, Marty. I don't know whether you have the set list for the 1965 Ballymena gig to I'm, hand there. I'm going to have to look that up now. I really do. And I will look up this, the same one for um, the Adelphi uh, when yeah. they did the cinema there in 65. They came, which was funny as well, they arrived from Belfast on the Enterprise train getting off in Conley where they were absolutely mobbed. I must find some of that audio, actually. I'll have it hanging around here somewhere. Definitely. In 65. I've got number five out of the queue as well. Go on, then. It was Paul. How are you? Are you a happy man? Yeah, I am a happy man now, yeah. Did you get your tickets? Yeah, I got me tickets. And are they for uh, the stand, or where are you? Oh, the gold circle, right up at the oh. front of it. Yeah. Right up at the teeth of it. Have you seen the Stones before? I've seen them three times before. First time was in where? It was in 1976 in Earl's Court in London. 1982 in Slane Castle. 2013 in High Park. There you go. Wow. We have some veteran stuff. I think we've gone right through the ages here, Marty. It's fantastic. Of 1965 all the way to the last time that, that they played in Dublin. Absolutely the first five amazing. people out of the queue here uh, at the Ticketmaster stand in St. Stephen's Green. Right. The atmosphere, as you can tell, is picking up and right. there's some very happy people around. Morning Glory. On Radio Nova. Thank you for checking out the Morning Glory podcast.